This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, this is AC. The Doc Project will not be coming back in the fall. So this summer, we are bringing you some of our favorite episodes since the show began back in 2015. This episode originally aired in January of 2019. What you're listening to right now is the oldest known piece of music found in Syria. And it's being played on one of the oldest kinds of instruments from Syria. It's called the oud, or oud. I've also heard it pronounced oud. If you've never seen one, picture a pear cut in half and made out of wood, and the strings are on the flat side where the seeds would be. But when you hold an oud, it's nothing like a pear at all. It's like holding a giant featherweight watermelon. This one that you're listening to right now is being played by Radwan Al-Talib. My name is Radwan Al-Talib. I'm a musician. My instrument is oud. I'm from Syria. Music is my life, and my life is music. Radwan loves music, and he loves ouds. It's not like any other instrument. It's oud. It's very lovely, deep sound. Very close to the human being voice which makes it very close to your heart. And instead of talking, you're playing. You're playing oud. Or you listen. If you don't want to talk, you listen to the oud. The music of Syria is built around a set of melodic modes called maqams. These are unique to Arabic music. This is producer John McGill. He's been getting to know Radwan over the past few months. Makams are a bit like scales, but they're more than that. Each makam evokes a feeling, time, and place. And for Radwan, he's realized that each chapter of his life can be represented by one of these scales, these makams. And there are four that stand out to him specifically. They're called Rust, Sabah, Kurd, and Sika. I'm AC Rowe. This is The Doc Project. John will take it from here, but first, Radwan. There is four maqams uh, that tells my story, and the first one is Rust. Rust maqam, happiness. Rust gives me the feeling that I used to have when I was in Syria, the happiness and the joy. That's my favorite maqam. The scale sounds like this. This is the sound of life before the war. For Radwan, the sound of the rust maqam transports him back to Damascus. The 
the jasmine flower it's white flower and it gives a very nice smell especially like at night time you know when there you have a nice breeze after like a hot day all the scented oil it's come out from the jasmine and gives the nice breeze when you walk through the old city in Damascus you find different kinds of art and you find people like play the old instruments you know we used to hear like every day daud this is the the string instrument very closest to my heart for me is the best my father used to play on oud and i still have the oud he used to play on it's in 1889 made by uh, abdul hahad uh, one of the best makers in in syria and uh, my weakness started from that oud the oud is radwan's joy he can't resist it not only is radwan a master oud player He's a fanatic oud collector. For most of his life, Radwan has been on a mission to collect and preserve the rarest and oldest ouds he can find. To get like an authentic oud, it's really hard. You have to work hard and, you know, dig around to find the best oud by the best makers. You're talking about ouds like 70 or 80 or 90 years old or 100 years old not that easy took me like a long time to to have this collection from different makers it's an obsession <laughs> it's an addiction before the war radwan's life was split between playing oud in the eastern syrian national orchestra and teaching oud at his institute of music but most important was collecting ouds a passion that led him to amass more than 60 instruments from dozens of the finest makers across the Middle East. It's one of the largest individual collections in the world. love to go back to those days i wish i could you know bring back whatever passed in my life and uh, you know relive it again but it's this is impossible you know this is a heartbreaking when i talk about it it's really heartbreaking sabah maqam sadness sabah it's like a sad maqam sad feeling which I had when I left Syria, after the war. First, I did not accept the idea to leave. So I challenged it and I stayed, but my you know, wife and kids leave. And then there is no choice. otherwise i'm going to like lose my life you know so uh, i made the decision and i left so it's really hard it's bad feeling you know leaving the place where you grew up and 
the place uh, that you loved actually and all of a sudden I have to leave everything and I was forced to because you know it's not safe to live in that place Radwan hoped the evacuation of his neighborhood would be temporary. He had already moved most of his collection, dozens of ouds, to his uncle's house, also in Damascus. But there were still two important ouds at his home, the ones he was playing regularly. He put them aside, thinking he would come back to them, not knowing he was abandoning them for good. I was expecting to come back to my place, to my house. But after the evacuation of 1,200,000, So nobody was there. So the area was like, almost like completely destroyed. The buildings, everything was destroyed. So even if you left like a human being, you cannot have them back. Whatever you left is, is, maybe it's gone, maybe. So, yeah, it's really hard, you know. You left your house and you're expecting to come back after a couple of days or maybe one week. Until it's settled, everything is okay, but no. But, you know, the the, the ouds, it's not about the ouds as a wood, you know. It holds, you know, all the the, the, the culture, the people who make the ouds, the, the, the people who play on this ouds. So it's a history. So you are destroying a history. Everything was destroyed. You know, it's very ugly war. After the collapse of the whole building, after years, you cannot have access to that place. You will be shooted for sure. Snipers, they were, you know, watching every living thing, a cat or a dog or like a human being passing in that area. Radwan and his family were living at his sister's place outside of Damascus. But the family was incomplete. Radwan's thoughts were still focused on the two ouds he'd left at home. I was thinking, you know, when you have something valuable or somebody valuable, I, 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 I call the oud as like somebody, you know, as a human being, believe me. You might say this guy is crazy, but this is a kind of craziness, I don't know. And I was thinking to go and, you know, get those ouds. Whatever is going to happen to me, it's okay. But my brother-in-law, he said, are you crazy? So you will be shooted for sure. Radwan still doesn't know whether those two ouds survived. Every day he wonders whether they're still there, waiting for him lost among the wreckage. But at that point, it became clear he wouldn't be returning to his neighborhood. The rest of the collection was in safety at his uncle's place, and he dreamed of being reunited with it. But he had to shift his focus to getting his family to safety. You know, when I... uh flew to Lebanon, I said, you know, still, we are in the same area, same breeze. I mean, like, very close. So I was 
you know, telling myself, I'm not that far. At any time, I can go back to Damascus. And I was hoping every day is going to be settled. But when I came to Canada, I passed the Atlantic Ocean eight hours by, you know, plane. Something inside me cut off. The breeze, the the people, the everything, everything. You are came to a new land. I was feeling like you are going to a, a land there is nobody there because they don't know Daoud. They don't know my culture, but it's safe. Kurd Makam, Nostalgia. Kurd is the nostalgic Makam. The nostalgic feeling became very great and profound when I I left Syria and arrived to Canada. Radwan didn't play a single note for the first six months. In Syria, he practiced eight hours a day, but here he didn't have his instruments. And for the first time in his life, he didn't have the passion to play. I was homesick, really homesick. And all the, the, the memories that I hold, nagging again and again. So that's why I, I kept like few months not holding the oud, not playing the oud, until I recognized, you know, I'm wrong. So I have to do something different. Everybody knows like in Syria, just war. They don't know anything other than war. But Syria, it's very beautiful. It has many things to show. And one of them, the ouds. And my music. His collection of ouds was still in Syria and Lebanon. But an owner of a restaurant had heard of his talent and had started asking Radwan to play. He even had an oud he could borrow. Radwan finally took him up on the offer. He hadn't played for months, but when he sat down to play for the first time, the music came spilling out of him. So I played, uh, it's called Gamal Sham. Sham, that means uh, Damascus. We call it Sham. Let's go to Sham. The lyrics is about a beautiful girl. It's your sweetheart is away from you for a long time. Like Talil Matar that means it's been a while and I, I've been crying. I did not stop crying. I mean like my heart is full of emotions, full of feelings, nice feelings, and it's I'm trying to empty it out. I couldn't. You know, I grew up in a safe place, in a place where very vibrant, very lovely, you know. It never came to my mind I'm going to be forced to leave this area, to this place. And I cannot, like, come back to it. I felt every word in that, you know, song. It, it, it felt, you know, uh, different, you know, for me. I don't know, it was, uh, something magic.
I was like feeling like I want to cry. I want to stop playing and singing and cry. But uh, if it hurts you from inside, take it out. So it's a really heartbreaking feeling. Like that reminds you with all the nice memories you used to have. Place where I was born and grew up. My, you know, people who I love. I don't know if we can get it back one day. You never know. Something changed in Radwan after he played for the first time in Canada. I saw it through, you know, the eyes of the audience, the people who were were like sitting and listen to the music and listen to the lyrics. Sometimes they don't talk your language or they are not from your culture, but they feel that something behind this music that you play. When I play those kind of music, it's really give me a f- different feeling, you know. All of a sudden, I found it's really beautiful. Radwan knew he was ready to play again, but he still didn't have his collection of ouds with him. Eventually, he managed to ship some of the instruments to Canada. But when he tried to pick them up at Pearson International Airport in Toronto, he was faced with another challenge. The custom uh, lady told me, uh, where are they made? I said, they are made in Syria. She said, uh, there was a law, sorry, we, you cannot have the ouds. In 2012, Syrians could only bring personal belongings into the country, and Radwan's instruments did not qualify. I said, so I didn't know, like, they are music instrument. So examine them, do whatever, like, inspect them carefully if you want, but I need doubts, like, she said, no, you cannot have them. So she told me, you have two choices, uh, either to ship them back to Syria, where they came from, or, you know, uh, you get the permit from the global affairs, from the Minister of Global Affairs. Radwan knew that shipping the Ouds back to where they came from was not an option. They would be destroyed. But at the same time, he knew that they would likely meet the same fate at the airport if he didn't come up with the permit. They gave him a 40-day window. So I was very scared, you know, like, it's really hard on me, you know, Imagine like it's a work of many years. It's like, you know, that represent my, my, my culture music, actually. My instrument, my career, my everything. I, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, this is all about, like, it looks like you're destroying uh, like a castle. Castle of roads, a castle of, I don't know, this, this is like civilization. How would you like have them like destroyed? No, I don't accept that. So I said, okay, I will, I will try to get like a permit. Every day check my email until the 39 days I got the, like, you know, one day left, like, you know, 40 days. So at the 39th day, I got the permit and went to the airport and had my hoods. Okay. That's a different Yeah, this is 1965, made by Mahmoud Safi. This is his name in Arabic. Mahmoud Safi and, and the label inside. It does yeah. sound different. Much oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Each one has its own accent, you know. Yeah. 
That's the one I missed, so I tuned it and gave it. You missed this one? Oh yeah, I miss it so much. Each Oud and Radwan's collection tells a story. He's now brought 24 of his instruments to Canada. He's also looking after some instruments that were given to him by others who were unable to leave Syria. Sika Makam. Mixed feelings. Sika is the mother of the maqam that has all the maqams inside. So that actually represents my feeling, which is the mixed feeling. Sadness, happiness, and nostalgic at the same time. The scale sounds like this. Actually, you know, once I left, that, uh, you know, brings up many things It was hidden inside me, actually. One of them that I had to show my art, my music, my culture through my instrument. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to bring it up and show to other cultures, to whoever I'm gonna meet in the future, what we are, and show exactly the reality of where I came from. It's not like a place where it's like horrible place or there is a terrorism or aggression. There is very nice people like holding like a history actually. Hi, Radwan. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm downstairs. Today, Radwan is leading a rehearsal for his band called Arabest. Guys, I want to It's a group that he put together with other newcomers to Canada. He wants to share his culture, and he wants to build a community here. And he does all this in his free time when he isn't working to support his young family. We hope like the other guys came, the clarinet, the nine, the kanun. I have another job. Uh, you know, I need to survive, you know, everybody. First, like, after safety is to survive. Then I will do, like, things extra, right? So uh, I do my different job. It's like, you know, rotation job. I have, like, night shift, morning shift. But I'm okay, I'm happy as long as I'm doing things that I love, you know, and working on a project. Maybe it takes years, you never know. Maybe my kids will finish it. <laughs> but uh, we will do it. <laughs> Thank you.
When I left Damascus, I felt after hugging my wife and my kids, is hugging the out. You know, you feel secured. This is really that the, my feeling, you feel secured. Doesn't matter where you're from or what's your culture. As long as you have your own music that really comes out from heart, that's really powerful. That change things around you. And uh, makes people, you know, uh, sticky to each other, love each other. Believe me, like music, it's uh, binding people to each other. Whatever your language is, whatever your culture is, the music is the, the summary of all you have. Radwan El Talib. That doc was produced by John McGill. It was edited by Allison Cook and originally aired in January of 2019. For more music from Radwan, including a video of him playing and photos of his oud collection, you can head to our website. We're at cbc.ca slash docproject. Radwan's band, Ara Best, consists entirely of musicians who arrived in Canada as immigrants and refugees. They're a mix of professionals and hobbyists, just playing for the love of it. And while the pandemic put things on hold for a while, the band has started playing again. They're planning a concert for October. Radwan is now also teaching music full-time, online, and in person. This episode of The Doc Project was produced by Allison Cook, Veronica Simmons, and me. Emily Cannell was our digital producer. Our senior producer was Jennifer Warren. I'm AC Rowe. Thanks for listening. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.